I'm going to tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding the African-American elements. Well, that's how you get your PhD in black cinema, sister soldier. talking Skeleton Key, 2005 Skeleton Key. I have two guests today. This is a very special episode. Both of these people are super funny. They come to the clubhouse rooms all the time and we cause shenanigans. Um, I'm Cole and Trey and I want to start with Cole. Please introduce yourself to our podcast listeners. Hi everybody. I'm Cole. I'm waving my hands like you can see me. But hi everybody. I'm Cole. Um, I have a media company called 716 Media, www. 716.media. Um, I make several different web series, but I also have a new series come out. It's a horror thriller series. So stay tuned for that. It's called Delusions. So keep an eye out. But yeah, that's me. I'm a creator and waiting to create. Thank you so much for being here. Trey, introduce yourself to our people. Hi, you guys. I'm Trey. I joined the Afro Horror Club from Clubhouse. I don't have like anything cool going on like specifically with horror, but I'm a makeup artist in Dallas. So my Instagram is at Bernard underscore beauty, but I love horror movies. And I'm so excited to talk about it with you guys. Yes. And at the end, remind me, so you can plug that, that makeup artist business. So we can know like how much, how much you charge in and where can you go? What can we do? How can we book? Give us all that info. Remind me. Um, all right. So we are talking The Skeleton Key starring Kate Hudson, uh, Gina Rollins, John Hurt, Paul Skarsgård, and Joy Bryant, who we're giving our flowers to Miss Joy Bryant today as she is our Black person. Um, Skeleton Key came out this month in 2005 on the 12th. I'm so sorry. I said this was the May episode. This is the August episode because I obviously don't know what I'm doing. Um, Or maybe it's the May episode. I actually don't know by now. So... Either way, it's coming out. Well, it is the May episode. Why am I lying to myself? It's the May episode. Um, all right. So, Cole, what's, when's the first time you saw Skeleton Key? Do you remember? Um, I want to say I saw it at the theater when it came out, just because I've always been kind of, I guess, creepy, you would say, um, from a young age. Skeleton Key was one of those... I didn't really have an idea what it was about so that made it even more intriguing to go see because I went in there kind of blind so it definitely caught me off guard with the storyline and I love that it touched on such um I want to say historical but just like how it touched on voodoo and just that sort of spirituality that's down south specifically New Orleans rituals so I was intrigued by that. I will say this movie came out when I was 15 and 15 year old me watching it was like, yeah, Kate Hudson's 25. And now I watch it as 31 and I go, that's right. not a 25 year old. You're like, Kate Hudson is definitely like 35, 40. <laughs> definitely like, and she looks good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, they're stretching that 25 a little bit. Like that's, that's not a 25. <laughs> Trey, when's the first time you saw this movie? 
Okay, I really don't remember the first time I saw this movie. I know I didn't see when it came out because I was only eight or nine years old at the time. But I do know that, I think it was on Netflix, but I know I watched it before then because my grandma like has every like DVD that she can get her hands on. Like she goes to Best Buy and just buys all the movies. So, and I used to love any horror movie. So I'm pretty sure I saw it before then, but I think I remember watching it on Netflix maybe three years ago. Okay, so yeah. you're recent, recent. Yeah. I'm recent recent. I was uh, I was much younger than I couldn't watch it at that age. You I, were, I, I like how you flex. Like I was like eight, and I'm like I was fifteen. I was much younger. <laughs> Wait, I'm not. That's I, not a I flex. Around your age. <laughs> I'm like okay, I was old. Uh, I bought my ticket to the theater. Um, right. Do you remember Trey? What the first time you saw it? If you liked it, or do you even like? Do you like this film? Oh, you're on mute. Sorry, guys. I muted, I muted myself so you wouldn't hear Marigold in the background. But I do like this film. I do like it. And I remember the first time watching it and it was like a, um, I didn't, I didn't really like ghost stories back then, but I just like any kind of horror movie, like anything that was going to get me like kind of spooked. Yeah. So I like, I'm pretty sure I liked it. I, I remember it, so that's good. Because I've watched like most of the horror movies that you can watch. So the fact that I remember what happened in the movie tells me I liked it. Okay, and Cole, did you like this movie? I actually really enjoyed it. Like okay. one of my thesis I did for my master's in my religious studies class, I uh, did, we had to pick a religion and do a focus on it. And I picked voodoo. Okay. And just santeria and just everything along the lines of voodoo so like watching this movie and then doing something like that I found it intriguing and I loved actually learning the history of the religion and learning how it became so popular within film and how not to put people down but white filmmakers kind of turned voodoo into something evil and something dark when realistically it's more closer to like buddhism or something like it's, it's different practices and because they didn't understand the practice it was turned into something dark i'm really glad you're here then because i know nothing i'm agnostic so i generally know nothing about religion anyway and i was really concerned about doing this episode because i never i like i want to make sure i'm um being very respectful of because this is a religion that people practice so i'm glad you're here to stop me and to explain some things i love what you said about white filmmakers turning it into something evil because this movie is written by a white man and it's directed by a white man and it stars a white woman who's dropped into this black culture world that is new orleans you know southern gothic this you know it's a whole the bayou it's a whole other subculture um, so I, I think there's nothing wrong with pointing out that this may not be a true depiction on what hoodoo or voodoo is. And I can't wait to dive deep with you guys to analyze that because you're right throughout time, like at least in my theatrical experience, even with True Blood, it's always been this very like dark magic. It's, it, I've never heard of it described as Buddhism before. So I'm really excited to see what you feel about that. All right, let's 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 jump into this because this movie, this description of this movie is quite a lot. So Skeleton Key or The Skeleton Key um, came out in, in on August 12th, 2005. I want to say 2005 was also the year The Grudge with Sarah Michelle Gellar came out, but please don't quote me. But I feel like it was because 15 was a big year for me. And I remember seeing The Grudge in theaters on my 15th birthday. So I think I'm right. We um, a lot of horror movies within that yeah it was a good time it was a good time 
But you know what it was? It was white women in trouble horror. Like white woman yeah. gets too curious about some shit she doesn't know. And then she gets into like the grudge in this movie. That's very true. The Ring. <laughs> the Ring. Yeah, exactly. Most, I, actually, most horror movies are based off of white women being in trouble. Yeah, white women in trouble horror. Right, Trey? Right. You know, but I, it's interesting that you guys brought up The Grudge and The Ring because, you know, those are original, originally Japanese movies. Correct. And I love how, well, I don't love, but I think it's funny how, like, American like filmmakers will take like a Japanese movies concept and then turn it into exactly what you said, like white women in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting with the skeleton key too. I don't know enough about the history if this is a remake. I feel like it is, but I don't know enough. But the sense that like, okay, let's take this black Southern Gothic subculture and let's put a white woman as the lead. Like, let's do that. Like her friend is black, right? Isn't Joy her black best friend in this film? Why yeah. can't we- yeah, through Joy's eyes. Like it's so interesting that we have a full white cast on a story based on the bayou in Black Southern history. But I love the way they did it because the outcome shows like, okay, black people are here. Can I ask you a question? I want, I want Trey's response mostly because I think this is something I was watching the movie earlier at the end when um, Kate Hudson's character goes, I said I wanted a black one. Um, is this black fishing? Is is this okay? <laughs> when she said what? She looks when in the mirror to her husband and she's like, I told you one this time. <laughs> That's literally at what the she end said. of the movie. Oh. You're is that black fishing? Is this black fishing? Because they're technically like they're white actors playing black ghosts. But you know what? She didn't really start talking different. She was talking that way the whole movie. But I don't know if that's black. But see, it's not black fishing because they put themselves in that body, right? And they black in the, the body. ghosts are black. Oh, yeah, the ghosts are black. Bodies. So the ghosts are the black people, and they put themselves in a white body. Yeah, it's it's really white fishing. Are they trying to okay. start a complicated conversation? <laughs> I'm trying to start some shit because this is after you horror. Really funny. Michael Jackson want to be starting. I guess to, to Cole's point, if Kate had switched up and gone like, I wanted a white body, and then I would feel some type of way. But she, you're right, right. She, didn't, she didn't do that. <laughs> so. Like they, like, but like the the, I don't want to call her grandma because there were no kids, but the older lady. Yeah, <laughs> she always kind of talked that way. But it's like right. you kind of, I, I like the way they did it. Like I like the idea because realistically they always were the ones that were the servants in real realistic their time they were the ones that were the servants so the white people were the ones that had the power and i'm sure coming from that mentality from that day and age you're like oh we're having a white body we can get away with a lot more than we could with black bodies this is true actually it's true right like it's still true and (laughs) you you know honestly with your white body and honestly living in the south it's not that crazy to hear like a white person speaking with that like Southern kind of like draw. Right. So it happens. Like the rednecks, they kind of talk like that. If you were the ghost, would you pick a white body? I, I, and this is no shade. You guys, this is Afro horror. So please don't come in my comments with all the shady remarks. I think I would want to still be a black woman, but I understand like, okay, deep South, I got a better chance at being a white woman and getting away with everything. But I don't, I don't think I would want to. 
You probably feel the same way she did. She was like, why didn't you get me a young black body? I want a black one. <laughs> and then I love like the uh, layers of it because they don't say it, but it's just like the way she kind of sad eyes. I'm like, oh, you like these white girls, huh? Like she kind of gives him one of those she moments. Does. So I thought she that does. was funny too. That she was like, oh, you found a white girl, huh? So I was like, I thought that was interesting that they did that. But I, I like the way at the end when um, Joy's black, you know, the black character Joy comes up and she's kind of looking at her like, oh, this could be it. This could be my body. <laughs> like this, the black one. I right, because she sized her up, baby. Sized she was her like, up. Look, this is it. So you look she, good. She, she got long hair. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's pretty. She pretty. You want to come in for some tea? She was like, look, I got to go, girl. <laughs> and I also love that. I love that Joy, like, she she was like a realistic black person she was like look hello but goodbye hello goodbye <laughs> what about you trey would I you pick go. I, say. I think i would pick um i don't know it has to be someone similar i don't know really i'm weird but it have to be someone that i felt like top. i could dress nicely pick? it would be someone i felt like i could dress nicely that, <laughs> you know, i don't think i would pick a white woman though i don't know i would pick a white woman i definitely pick oh, a no, if woman. i had the choice i would take the time and i'm gonna figure things out i'm gonna right her, yeah. I'm gonna be walking around the club <laughs> i'm gonna pick somebody i'm gonna be like mm, not her not her not them not them you know i would pick someone that probably i don't know i'm so weird i would i probably wouldn't even pick anybody i just say a ghost because <laughs> I have this weird thing. I'll just, just say a ghost. <laughs> I'll just say a ghost. You said I don't want to deal with no crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any weird shit going on. I, I would pick Beyonce. I would bring me Beyonce. Right, right, right. Actually, right, but wrong. you got all the power. You got all the beauty. You can go mm -hmm. out here and bust in the dancing. Want nobody questioning? No, I like, want to. I want to be able to. Do that. So people would be at the concert like, why can't she dance no more? <laughs> Yeah. Why did, why did she sing anymore? Right. <laughs> no, play the track. I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm older. I, you know, I'm not the way I used to be, so I'm retiring <laughs> like, right now. Like this performance art. <laughs> yes, I definitely yeah. like Kate Middleton. Then I definitely do like someone who's like edgy, posh, and in power. Like I like. Okay. That. Wait, I love that. Okay. You picked the princess. Okay. Oh, God, I gotta pick some oh, but that's a white woman. I mean, right. Megan I was, okay, I was like, why Kate? The Megan's right there. I would be Megan Markle. Megan's and gonna be the queen, though. But, but Kate is going to be the queen, though. Like, that's like... I don't come with... Have you watched The Crown? Being the queen ain't fun. <laughs> I know, but that's, Wait, like, that's on the inside. I'm looking from the outside. That's true. <laughs> Um, let's let's get started, because we haven't even gotten to the movie yet, and we got some fun stuff. Okay, so... All right, her name is Caroline Ellis. That's Kate Hudson. She's a hospice aide. She quits her pers uh, position at a nursing home and is hired by the caretaker of an isolated plantation house. Let's stop right there. Let's say depressing ass job for one. Like depressing oh God, ass what? job. Like, I mean, when my grandma Wait. was in hospice, I will say I was very grateful to the nurses. There's something about the nurses that work in hospice, they know while why people are in there and they know how hard it is for the families they it, have a really it is care. A different type of energy it is yeah. a different type of energy but whew, whew. i want to i want to want that job i can't do that i can't I can imagine the yeah. take they go home with like it's just like mm -hmm. you just deal with death or people on the brink of death like it's i thank the lord for them that they want to do that and they can do that but i can't imagine what energy they go home with because that's or, or what ghosts 
look like who's following him as soon as you said that i thought about uh the conjuring was it the conjuring or is that insidious no. it's insidious man? insidious too where the old man goes home the old man? i thought about that too Cole. No. i was like no, this is like in my house too, where that old man followed that lady home mm-hmm. it was insidious because he was the bride yeah yes. now if you bring don't bring your ass to my house say your ass in like, the hospice where you die <laughs> or the hospital or wherever you need to go but don't come to my house look you're not welcome here right we, we were friends when you were alive <laughs> when we when you were alive we're friends but now you gone no cut that connection off when baby you were alive we weren't even friends because you walking around in this creepy black wedding dress and i can't meet up with you nowhere with that on you got to go away like don't show up at my house don't come to my job but let's say okay I'm really kind of, um, I'm si- I side-eye any white person that chooses to work or get married at a former plantation. I'm side-eyeing you automatically from the jump. Oh, right, Trey? Yeah. I can't, I can't deal with that. That is the utmost disrespect. Like, stay off of a plantation. Like when Paula Dean was like, that's when she got in trouble for saying the N-word because she was like, we should do a plantation style wedding. Like, what? Are you, are you crazy? Like, lively, like, got married. Yeah, Blake Lively got married at a, a, a wedding and they called it like antebellum and they, they're like, oh, you just love the history. I'm like, the history is rooted in blood and oppression of my people. It is not- In you know, racism. It's called antebellum? Well, they're right. saying they want an, an antebellum theme, which is like, you know, pre-war, which is, you know, colonial, so you know. I'm assuming that's why they did the movie, that title. Like, oh, yes, that's like why the movie- Gone with the Wind, Cole. Like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, like Gone with the Wind, which people- Again, glamorize. Like I'm like super racist. Super racist. racist. Hold on now. I have okay. A, now I we have, have to get into some stuff. I know you I have a differing opinion about Gone with the Wind. Okay. And I think that there are subtle, <laughs> there are subtle hints that the characters in Gone with the Wind aren't good people, and that okay. the slavery is wrong and an issue and an issue. Like the only good person in Gone with the Wind. Is, Hattie. Yes, it's Hattie McDaniel. <laughs> like, I don't know why people look at Gone with the Wind and think Scarlett O'Hara is like, thank I don't you, know, like some kind of ideal. Right. She is an evil, hateful bitch. Like, she is. She is. Like, Have y'all she watched is a Bridget terrible Jen? person. She's I've terrible. She's like the little stuck up bitchy girl that walks up to her, like, oh, that poured the drink on the other girl. Yeah, yeah. I've She's seen Bridget. No, That's Scarlett O'Hara. There's the something, <laughs> but there's something to be said. I don't under, I really don't understand that. Like this is a, this is a plantation house where people were enslaved and murdered most of the time, sexually assaulted. Um, so like, why are you having your wedding? Like, that's how you want to start off your marriage on the gravestone of like slaves. I don't understand. Like the simple fact is that they don't care and they don't want to understand. Like right. a lot of white people, they just don't care. They just don't well, care. It isn't their history. It isn't their pain. Right. So That's like, right. If, right. I was, if I was to travel to Auschwitz and have a wedding at a concentration camp, that's, like, how, that's, right how crazy it sounds. that's a problem yeah, <laughs> that's how right crazy it sounds like even saying the sentence sounded so crazy to me like no you want to go have a wedding at a concentration camp you won't do that at a plantation either like it's they'll be like oh it's a beautiful well i'll be like well this is a beautiful open space where i can pop up a tent like no you're not gonna do that because of the history of a lot, of, of, a the lot of people take the glamorization of pre-civil war south 
and they think that and they forget about like all the terrible terrible things that happen there because they just don't care like their history of pre-civil war south is glamorous is yeah you know uh, servants and beautiful dresses and Mm -hmm. and beautiful carriages and beautiful land but they don't care to like look and see what it was like for the black people who lived there and it is similar to like a Auschwitz situation and it's weird because if a German person was like I'm gonna go have my wedding like he's just said at a fucking concentration oh I'm sorry at a concentration camp no you can curse we're a very cursy (laughs) podcast (laughs) okay at a concentration camp that would be a huge problem white people Jewish people that would be a huge huge problem Mm -hmm. but people wanting to have weddings at plantations isn't it just shows a lack of respect that people have for what happened on these plantations. Oh, and, and only black people get that disrespect. Like only black people get that, like Jewish people, um, you would never see someone get married at a concentration camp because it'd be all over never. from the jump. But something like with black people are like, oh, it's just a plan, like get over it. It's, you know, it happened so long ago. I'm like, what? what? Like, okay. But they're still trying to normalize racism in the South and not even normalize no. racism, normalize their history. Oh, like, like Southern saying, Pride, Southern Pride. Right, Southern like Pride. that's the problem. It's like nobody is over there trying to justify a concentration camp at this point. Not right. in this even in those countries where there where there were concentration camps, they they banned the Nazi flag, like they burned it. They don't celebrate it. We have Confederate flags. I'm from Michigan, and I see people with Confederate flags on their cars in Michigan. I'm like, how is that Southern pride? I'm in Chicago. And during this last election, we had this one dude that rented this big platform truck and was riding around with the Confederate flag flying in a big ass Trump sign. And I'm just like, where, what twilight zone do we live Where's the Southern pride? You can't tell me that you have Louisiana pride sitting up here in Michigan, never left the state ever in your life. So the Confederate flag is, is it's bullshit when they say it's it's about Southern. It's racism. It's about the good old days. Dixie, you want to be back to the good old days, right? Y'all are racist. Exactly. And it's also to me like I would think that it was like treasonous. Like that's like a whole faction of like uh, like anti-American like right. You're a war that was like away from America. You're like such a big American loser. Pride. Right. You have to be the biggest loser in the world to fly the flag of the losing team. Yeah. Who does like, that? what do you not get? Like, this is the Confederacy. This is America. You lost. Like, or on. even like those Civil War reenactments. I always turn my like, eyes. What are up. we doing? What are y'all doing? Why are y'all running a whole field to reenact the war that y'all lost? Why are y'all doing this every year just to make y'all remember that you lost? Because you still gonna lose in this reenactment. So what are we doing? Right, like you still like, get lose. out of here, <laughs> like, Alabama. I don't so know if you silly. guys have ever. I don't got know if you guys have ever seen the movie. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, I shouldn't. I shouldn't talk about it if I don't know the name. But it's like a teenage love story, and she's like a witch. And she oh, has of course I have. Like, yeah, I can't remember the name either. But yes, I know. I know the story. At the end, when her eyes change, right? Because she's like half yeah, her eyes whole, change half good, and yeah. her boyfriend's human. You know, I feel like I know what y'all talking about, and I can't think of it. And, and like, it's like the good side and the dark side. Yep, yep. I like it's that. Not oh, not it's not dark. It's not dark. It's not dark. No, no, no. It um, was, it's um, um, 
I got it on demand. I got it on one of my apps. Ugh, I don't know, but at the end of the movie, they have a Civil War reenactment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what yeah. is this? Like, They're super popular. Beautiful creatures? Beautiful creatures. Huh? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful creatures. creatures. Okay. Emmy Rossum. Like, Y'all about to drive me crazy. <laughs> they do it also right. in um, uh, the movie with Reese Witherspoon, where she goes back down to the south to get divorced Sweet home alabama Sweet home alabama oh my god I why do movie. i love that and she was and that's what she told her daddy she was like why are you out here doing this shit and he was out there they were from the south no and she brought her gay best black best friend mm-hmm. down. which by the way i mean this isn't the sweet home alabama podcast but do not white friend bring me into a tumultuous situation as in your deep south alabama civil war reenacting ass fam and don't do that i am the only person of color or well not gay because he found him a boo real quick but right <laughs> like don't bring me in no don't situation for one as soon as she said alabama i'd have been like girl i'm busy Right. Well, you know what? It's funny. In that movie, they they were planning a wedding at a plantation too. Remember, like her best friend um, owned this plantation house, and they were like, "Oh, this would be a beautiful place for the wedding." <laughs> I hate this. I will say, no that. white people should own plantations at this point. They need to either be completely torn down and rebuilt into something else, or only people of color should own plantations. Well, no, they should be museums. Museums. Yes, I will say, oh, I've no, been to yeah, plantations yeah. that have been beautiful. They are beautiful. They are like, beautiful. The land is beautiful. Like it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful area, but it's like you have to have respect for like the history and the trauma that all that is built on. So have wanting to have like a you want to begin your marriage on this land that might be beautiful, but has this dark dark history. It's so crazy. It's weird. It's crazy. So weird. It's so weird. But so anyway, we're side-eyeing Carrie already, which first of all, her name being Caroline and her nickname being Carrie frustrates me because I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe it's a thing. Is Carrie short or for Caroline? Because I don't know that. No, I don't think no, so. Because then I mix up two different movies because it makes me think of Candyman and it makes me think of Carrie because Caroline right. the white lady, those main character in right. Candyman. So when I hear Caroline, I'm just like, Oh, here go another crazy white lady. Carrie's, the black business. <laughs> I don't know if Carrie's a, the nickname for Caroline, but maybe it is. It's I thought not, maybe I, like it's not. I don't think it is. Karen. But in the movie, they call her Carrie. Like, well, Jill, her best friend, the you know Joy Bryant, she okay. calls her Carrie. Everyone else calls her Caroline, and I'm just like, okay, girl, what is your name? <laughs> so, all right. So, who are you? Who are you? So we got past that part. Like, they're in. Um, uh, Trebon Parish, Louisiana. I love Louisiana because they have those French deep roots. Oh, it's such a good history. All right. The aging matron of the house, Violet DeCroix, needs help looking after her husband, Benjamin, who was mostly paralyzed by an apparent stroke. At the instance of the family's estate, I'm uh, sorry, at the insistence of the family estate's lawyer, Luke Marshall, Caroline accepts the position. But after Ben attempts to escape his room during a storm, Caroline investigates the house addict where Violet said Ben suffered a stroke. She uses the skeleton key, hence the name of the title of the movie, which Violet gave her. She discovers a secret room filled with ritual uh, paraphernalia. Okay, so Cole, take us through uh, very briefly, because we got a lot more podcasts to get to, but in your findings of doing a thesis, what is the religion of voodoo and how is it rooted well i don't want to go through and like oh because i don't want voodoo people calling me like look 
you wrong girl but basically what i i came from the perspective because i have a film background i came from the perspective of how voodoo was represented in television and film and that's realistically where we got the negative uh, association to voodoo because really it's not a negative religion it's just like wicca it's exactly like wicca, like how they kind of turned it into this thing like oh witches we're brewing potions we're doing this we're doing that. they have their their own whole situation their own whole religion but it kind of got put into a box and was turned into a novelty and that kind of happened with voodoo with voodoo a lot of um uh, don't misquote me but like people from like I remember there was one story I was specifically researching and they were talking about how they thought everyone was possessed and realistically like because they were like oh we have all these Haitian people here in New Orleans they're all you know they're dancing they're gyrating they're doing but they didn't understand because also they would go out there they have these parties when they have their free time they would have certain days where they let them go out and do their thing and everybody would go out and they'd have these parties and they dance and they gyrate and they yell and holler and just have fun and just they considered that like oh they're possessed look how they're shaking look how they're moving look at their you know what I'm saying so it turned into this whole novelty situation of them being possessed when realistically they're just out doing something that y'all never do which is have fun and enjoy themselves and you know celebrate their religion and their culture there's um a movie I watched actually last night on Netflix called The Devil All Around with Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. And it's it's is about like Southern religion. Yeah, you guys should is that where Robert Pattinson is it's the pastor? preacher. Yeah. And okay. it's really it's really, it it's really good. It's really triggering too. So just be careful. It's a lot right. going on in the movie. <laughs> but I bring that up to say, like in the South, it's so distinctive, which is kind of why I love the True Blood franchise, because we got to see both. The Black South is so different from the, the White South. The White South is rooted in like Christianity and baptism, you know, very like structured uh, religion like that. And then in the deep South for, for some Black people, especially Creoles and Haitians and, and French um, backgrounds, it's it's hoodoo or it's voodoo or it's something very spiritual and something very different. It's, it's interesting to me, like you said, through history, white Christianity has been uplifted as like, the true narrative and anything that differs from that, not just black. I mean, I'm talking about Asian, um, Native American, you know, peyote and 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 the right. dancing. It's wild and it's sa- it's savage and it's it either is- white Catholicism or white Christianity. It's one or the other, and mm-hmm. everything else is the devil. <laughs> yeah, Catholicism is always white, though. But I do want to say, like, about the South that. Um, Baptists, like Baptist is big in the black community in the South. I think um, the Creole religion, and I, I don't know, I don't think they call it, it's voodoo, but I know there's another word for it, um, sangria, like sangria. Oh, Santeria, yeah. Santeria, oh my God. I'm an alcoholic, sorry. No. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. Sangria. Sangria. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure, but um, no, I think it's, I think that's specifically to New Orleans and maybe like Florida, but definitely like the South, like um, Texas, Oklahoma, um, just like most places in the South, Black people are very um, Baptist. And so, but actually people are starting to go over into non-denominational. But I will say that white, white Baptists and Black Baptists are very, very different. But almost, yes, they are. But almost the same. <laughs> 
but almost the same. Like Southern, like the Southern Christianity, like that whole like um, version of Baptist Christian is almost very similar, but the ideals are like slightly off. And you can tell that Black Southern Baptist like religion comes from slavery just by the things that they push, like the things that are important to them, the things like out of the whole Bible, there are literally certain things that they really like push is like, no, 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 no. And all these things I will say would be something if I, if like, if I'm thinking like, who does this benefit? It would benefit somebody who owns you, not somebody, <laughs> not Hello. somebody trying to get a connection with God. So yeah. Not somebody reaching for Jesus. It's the person that's like, look, you got to get back yeah. to work in a couple hours. So talk to Jesus for your few minutes and then we got to get to the fields. Yes. <laughs> Trey, you bring up a good point. I, I should clarify. Yes, I the lens I'm looking at is like New Orleans Southern because you're right. Um, the South is not a monolith. Like you're from Texas. I know a lot of friends from Texas. It's very different from Florida, which is different from Alabama, which is different from Louisiana. It just, it depends. It's just in this, in this film in particular, like you can tell the separation. There's a scene where Carrie, Caroline, goes to a black voodoo store and they have bones hanging and it, like you said the depiction of it is very different from like if she walked to the bible rs store it's like bones hanging from the ceiling candles lit everywhere it's very dark and there's the the record player playing this ominous like kid music and i'm just like it, it all like you said it, it convinces the audience to feel like it this is a dark mysterious religion like that, it's an evil space yeah like we shouldn't be in that she shouldn't be and the white girl honestly white girl you shouldn't be in this space this wasn't is it not for you <laughs> it's not for you <laughs> no. it's not where you belong girl um okay so okay so once we we see the room full of rituals so carolyn confronts violet who sees the room is being used uh who says the room used to belong to two african-american servants who were employed at the house 90 years before the servants mama cecile and papa Justi justify i think were renowned hoodoo, oh, I'm sorry, it's hoodoo in this movie, not voodoo. They were renowned hoodoo practitioners. They were lynched after conducting a ritual with the owner's two children from which, from who Violet and Ben later bought the house. Um, I want to stop there because as I was re-watching the movie, this lynching, okay, so they take the kids upstairs, they, they're showing the kids their hoodoo, and then the parents catch them, everyone's drunk, it's like Great Gatsby, yes, everyone's dressed in their like 1920s garb, and then not only do they beat these black people they hang them from a tree and they light them on fire it is a very it was very rough scene as i'm watching it again i saw it the first time when i was 15 so i was like okay movie now that i'm older and i have blinders off i'm 31 and i You're go like, is this necessary <laughs> like is this necessary especially because film... well because the filmmaker is white so it all... i also i have a little thing about filmmakers who want to make movies about black pain i always feel like they like tarantino they kind of enjoy it trauma. yeah go yeah. ahead what, what no, were you gonna yeah, say i'm just gonna <laughs> say like that they're profiting off of like another culture's trauma and like being very exploitative with it it's like but also i i have a slight feeling and i obviously could be wrong that they secretly enjoy it because i i get like okay let, let me explain this whole reason for this movie in particular this movie pg-13 okay except for that one scene the one scene where the servants are getting lit on fire and beaten 
it's very different from the rest of the film. The, the you know, the, yeah, the film right. in general. Right. It's a very brutal, it's the brutal, it's no, the most brutal right. scene in the film. So really we don't see any other brutality. No, other we don't. We see like, you know, Violet, you know, falls down the stairs, but that's as bad as it gets. But um, old people fall down the stairs all the time. I'm falling and I can't get up. Right. So for me, I felt some kind of way watching that scene back when they're they literally drinking and dancing around the dead bodies hanging from the tree and they light them on fire. I'm just like, all right, white filmmaker, are you enjoying this a little too much? Like, did we need to go there? Did we? I think they either go one way. They're either trying to, they're trying to enjoy it or they're trying to prove a point. Like we are terrible. We are here. This is what we did. Like they're going excessively overboard. So I think it's one drastic way or the other I agree I do think that. And, that, and that makes me and again because it is a white filmmaker a white writer and right direct, direct director I'm like oh this scene isn't for black people this scene is for white people look how horrible you are like holding the mirror which is a big theme in this movie holding the mirror at them but I'm like Ooh. yeah you're trying to show white people how bad they are but at the expense of our people black bodies yeah. black lives it's very triggering especially like with the black lives matter movement to watch that scene again because you're just like Okay, I don't understand why this we have this trauma. Be, this would also be one of those movies where people start clapping too when they find out they didn't die and they killed their own babies. Sadly, yeah, they <laughs> just because kids. of the climate of things and the tension within, you know, our communities. Like, I think people would get that kick out of it, being like, "Oh shit!" Well, See, well now that you said that, black people, <laughs> it made me actually. I I just got how deep that was that yeah they hung their own children like these are children like y'all literally like the revenge within like that's now that is instant karma for your ass like people talk about instant karma like it's just like oh y'all grab these black people y'all trying to lynch them these are not black people these are your kids and the black people are just watching the little kids just standing there to the side with their arms crossed like oh shit you burn these people up Bye-bye. Okay. You know what? We're ready to go inside and have some champagne with you all. Like, you burnt your own kids up. Like, I think it's, like, a crazy, oh, just super, just mind fuck, really. And they do that, like, right away with the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since we're talking about plot points, I did want to say about this, do you guys think that it's, like, maybe we should wait till the end to talk about this, but do you guys think that like Get Out and like the Skeleton Key, since they have such like similar, mm. like, um... Look, I was, I, I have YouTube playing right now. They did a whole, like, like a, I have to send you guys the video. There's literally a video just playing where they had them like with the split screen. With Get You're Out. You're watching the split screen? And the Skeleton No, key? it's like on YouTube. It's like some clip oh. they have. I don't know what company did it i don't know it was just playing because i have tv on me right now and they literally did a split screen of get out and the skeleton key and they were comparing the, the different two. themes and the story plot so do you think like get out is like i don't know like um pulled from like maybe pulled some things from the skeleton key when it comes to like that kind of like oh, race switching of the soul Honestly, Trey, until you brought that up, it's the first time it ever crossed my mind. Like, I did not connect those two films. But now that you said that, it's great. It's like a reverse get out. It's almost like the reverse skeleton key where white people yeah. want to be black. Ah, interesting. Um, I, I, I don't feel Jordan Peele. I know Jordan Peele's a horror fan, so I'm sure he's seen this movie. I don't 
feel like it was a big, um, you know, influence for Get Out because he he said there were other films that he was influenced by. I will also say Monkey Paw Productions just followed Afro Horror on Instagram, so I will never say a bad thing about them. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they we're excited. I don't know what that That's means. Dope. I don't know what that means, Monkey Paw, but we're here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you want to work on something we can make a half roll i you know what's funny um about that i am planning to write afro horror as a tv series kind of like a tales from the crypt where we can do vignettes oh you know you got to bring us on to do i guess a crazy ass episode i don't know what our episode would be about i'm surprised I mean, you don't put this on youtube huh, we're gonna do that next season we're gonna do it next season because that means i would have to like look cute every episode but oh, we, we have thought of it yeah like you look cute always because you're a makeup artist your eyebrows are like look i haven't no it, it's not no this is the end of the day i literally look crazy i thought no i'm not gonna say that but still no no, no. <laughs> next season know we're totally next season we're totally going yeah. to do the youtube thing because i think people like would like especially a conversation like this they would like to see all of us together but i yeah. I would with our hands. And yeah, stuff. and our manners. I would let the Monkey Paw Productions money kick in first before I am putting it into the universe. Um, all right, let's continue with the story because I'm genuinely devastated now that I realized that they hung and lit their kids on fire. Um, so Ben, uh, sorry, Violet tells Caroline that they can keep no mirrors in the house because they see reflections of Cecile and Justify in them. Caroline borrows a phonographer record from the um, attic, which plays Conjure of Sacrifice, a recording Papa Jasfar recited a hoodoo ritual on. Caroline surmises that Ben's stroke was caused by hoodoo, but believes that his, peri, um, his current state is something effect, like a, it's induced by his own belief rather than something supernatural. So taking advice from her friend, Jill, that's Joy Bryant, Caroline visits a hoodoo shop in a nearby laundromat where a hoodoo woman who is white, which is hilarious. I'm like, okay, come on. At the laundromat. At the laundromat. And this white woman gives her tools and instructions to cure Ben. So after she conducts the ritual, Ben regains some ability to move and speak. And he begs Caroline to get him away from Violet. Um, it's really interesting. So we know already, because the spoil is that Ben is actually the lawyer who's trapped in Ben's body, who, and they're drugging him so he can't talk or walk. And he's trying so hard to like tell Caroline that. Um, I'm just like, and he can't write, but I'm just like, all right, I need you to like one word, one word this out. Cause he's like, Ca Caroline, I'm like, you're wasting too much time. How about look, dead. <laughs> he crawled his ass on that roof. You can write a note. Exactly. <laughs> write it you out. can write a note. That took way more energy. You can write a note. That's what stressed me out. Like, look, you got to get a message to her in some other way. If you can get out here and army crawl on the roof of a building, then we need you to text her or something. You know what you I would do? That, I would just point at her all day like, this bitch. <laughs> and then do like weird faces like, ah, she's killing me. Ah, say like, you, you, don't, you don't gotta do too much. We know she's evil. What'd you say, Trey? He couldn't, he couldn't move his hands, though. So, yeah, he How couldn't was move. he crawling on the roof? He's moving his, he's using his elbow. Then he needs to point with his elbow, like, ah, 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 over here. Like, what the fuck? Something. I don't have time for being in 
him being able to get on top of the roof and climb out a window, but can't use his hands. Marigold. Ben is doing too. Ben is doing too much and yet not enough at the same time. Um, and and ben is doing but too you know much what? But, but you know what he depended on. He counted on the nosiness of a white woman, and he was right because Caroline, aka Carrie, is a nosy bitch, and she did not let up. She was asking questions as soon as the bitch watched in the house. She didn't give him a second to introduce themselves. She said, "Why are they here? Why can't he walk? Why can't he talk?" <laughs> you did this. The show work, they're like she literally like girl, you you were already believing it before you really got in the house. Like they scared the shit out of you enough that you were asking all the questions. So where's the key? Where's the key that girl. opens all the doors? Because I found another door back here. You weren't even supposed to be in there. So why you like? <laughs> it's so weird that she didn't ask for any like medical information or like a doctor like. <laughs> nothing no she's the only physician you're asking all these questions i'm like you're not a doctor like you're a hospice nurse so he should have a doctor and you should be trying to speak to the doctor so you could know the best way to care for this person period but you want to ask about the key everything. carrie asking everything the wrong question she What's asked this shit in questions. this jar right here? Like, girl, we don't know. Why are there mirrors? Bitch, there are bigger things at hand. <laughs> Call the doctor. No, I, I love the that. Man don't y'all use? Like, she's just asking stupid questions. Like, Caroline? She's asking the wrong question. Right. Like, <laughs> wrong question. And then here. what I don't appreciate is Caroline asking Violet the questions. Violet tells her the story. and Carol, That's not real. Bitch, don't ask me no questions if you don't like my answers. Because that's the answer I'm giving you. <laughs> and then if you think it was real, don't go start going through my stuff and going through my rooms and stuff if you think this is a fake story. Keep your ass in your little room and wait till I come get you. You see, Caroline I, says there's something very weird going on. You Caroline, know, shut your mouth. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that when did this trope start because of like the nosy like the main character being like extremely like investigate like trying to investigate like a story i know Lori showed would never she would never Lori would literally <laughs> mind her business and do it the keep it pushing to do sydney prescott would get the she, fuck out of Lori, dodge too i'm out yeah Lori's like watching her children and making popcorn and doing the things that she needs to do oh my friends are answering the only time she like investigates is she's like oh she's not answering the phone let right. me pop over to the house and see what's up right right like, I don't know when this trend started. I want to say it was the early 2000, late. I don't know who was the first movie to do it, but yeah, this white woman, that Snoopy trope is, and they still use it today. I'm like, I'm sick of y'all nosy white. Because in the movie, um, the lawyer says, hey, I can't get you a black one because the black ones never stay. And I'm like, that's period. Because as soon as I smell some such shit, I'm out. <laughs> like, I quit. Out. You gotta get time to stay in death. You gotta go. So he's so basically he was saying like only the white ones are sticking around. So <laughs> like you've got no choice but to have a white girl here. Um, but care so weird to me. They're nosy. Just so no for what though? What do you need know. to know? Like I don't think I would need to know. Like I don't if need I'm to like know. oh they're like oh oh it's voodoo stuff going in the house i'm like oh i gotta go like <laughs> that sounds I like it go. i work nine to five that sounds like a six to ten problems <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm out you don't even need to talk to me about it right don't even tell me don't no, explain it don't even explain it i'll bring my own mirror i'll okay. bring my I own mirror that she was staying there she shouldn't have been staying there you need a job that you can go home to your own space 
Have your own thing. Well, see, so so Jill describes her as her roommate, and I was like, well, Jill, no, your girl moved out to be a hospice worker. You gotta like, I don't know, if, are you paying rent at Jill's place too, Carrie? And like, I don't know what's happening, but Jill says that's my roommate, and I'm like, all right, that's um, my lady buddy. Right, really? That's how I treat my the people that you like, but you don't really like that. Oh, that's my friend. That's my roommate. <laughs> like we that's just not, that's my work friend. <laughs> yeah, that's my work friend. You know what's interesting? When I first watched this movie, I remember feeling like, oh damn, this white lady's a bitch. But now, as you rewatch it, you realize that she is the black servant. You're like that's just black women. Like they're not going to sugarcoat shit for you. She's going to be direct. She's basically like, look, I gave you the answer. If you don't like my answer, you can get the fuck off my porch and give me my iced tea. Cause I'm done. <laughs> so I think it's so funny that you made that like distinction because realistically that's what it is. Like at first you're just like this mean ass old white lady. But then once you learn it's the old black lady, you just like, well, oh. they don't want you coming in their house for no bullshit. Right. You better have your shit together. My Please grandma would have done the same thing. Grandma would have been like, Stop asking me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. And, and dinner is at six. Be downstairs. Right. And then don't have the nerd ask me no extra questions. Like, girl, I'm old. <laughs> Sit your ass down. You want the job or no? Exactly. So I enjoy Violet no, now no. that I know she's black. What, Trey? That's it. And it would be a no for me. I don't know. I would ask a lot of <laughs> I ask a lot of questions, but like once you start talking crazy, like, oh, there's ghosts and there's voodoo. I'm like, oh, okay, that's really mm. interesting. All right, I gotta go now. <laughs> I'm I like, know, like, but I've been like, when you said the ghost, I've been like, look, I gotta run to the store and get y'all some extra. I'm gonna cook y'all a nice meal. Let me go get this stuff from the store because you don't want the ghosts and haunted people to know that you're trying to leave because then they won't let you leave. You, I'm you know out. I, I give no explanations. I don't say goodbyes. I'm like, ghost? Okay. I'll be like, I'm going to go get some chicken. I'll be right back. I wish I could say the same, but this might be that white woman somewhere in me. But I'm like, a, I love like kind of like ghost stories and like no, obviously man. like horror. So mm-hmm. I'm like one of those people who wants to like stay in like a haunted hotel, but like for like an hour. Like, like no. the room for like. I, don't want to see it. I don't know if I want to stay tonight. No, <laughs> see, it just starts popping off. It's, I'm out of no, here. No, not me. I'm a horror fan. I love watching horror movies, but there's a line in this movie specifically that Violet says, like, it doesn't work if you don't believe. And I'm that kind of person. I don't tempt the fates. You'll never see me on a Ouija board. You'll ne- like Chris, who co-hosts this um, podcast. Sometimes she does palm readings, and you know she's a medium, and she's been asking me to get my cards read. Bitch, no, I love you, but it's not gonna happen because I'm not opening up no doors, no portals, nothing. <laughs> like, I'm not tempting nobody. You don't need a Ouija movie coming on somebody. Hi, friend, writing on your mirror and shit yeah, like that. You got- Mm-mm. No, the last thing I need is Chris to look at my tea leaves and my palms and goes, oh, there's something happening here. I go, nah, 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 nah. Like you're going to die in three hours. Like, no, like no thanks. <laughs> I don't know, ma'am. I mind my business. The spiritual world is their world as long as they don't mess with me i'm we're cool i'm never going to like interfere so no i'm not messing with i'm not saying no haunted hotel i'm not tempting no fates i'm not inviting anything into my home you know what i mean like i'm i'm agnostic i'm not even spiritual like that so like i don't do the sage or anything but this shit don't hurt yeah. <laughs> like I, I like some sage that's just energy we gotta get everything we're gonna burn some sticks burn some leaves whatever y'all tell me burn if y'all told me burning sage and prayer would help i would do it Cause I'm not, I'm not going to take, like, you may know something I don't know. I'm going to take your advice. Just <laughs> so. like the voodoo I learned in my class. <laughs> this is why you wouldn't, this is why you, we, I guess, as like a community don't do like a lot of horror films because I'm, I'm an outer. If like things mm-hmm. like really start going down, I'm, that's when I'm really out. No, like, that's true. 
you can't. That's why a lot of black people don't like horror movies because like mm-hmm. they don't want to fool like, with a lot of stuff. And this is one of the reasons I have so much respect for Lori. Like, if those, if like somebody was chasing after me and the kids were in a house, I would just keep running down the street and be like, "The kids are in that." Like, fuck I them kids. Run down. I would fuck them kids too, honestly. Fuck, fuck them, them kids. kids. I got. Snow. I don't get paid. I get, like, oh no! When I start screaming and running, y'all got to come on. And be like, "Come on, let's go!" Get- <laughs> No, I, I tell you, I'm an individualistic <laughs> mindset. I am all about me and me first. <laughs> Period. Whatever benefits me is what I'm going to do. <laughs> but also, I think it would be smarter because the person would chase you and then not go in the house with the kids. So that would like be beneficial to the I children. I ain't sacrificing myself for no $2 an hour to watch no damn kids now. I just don't, I don't even think, I, first of all, I wouldn't babysit, so. Oh yeah, I'm not babysitting, period. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think never happened to me. I'm not watching, well, I'm not I'm watching no kids, <laughs> especially two. <laughs> no. Um, <But> all right. <laughs> so Caroline discovers that Violet is unable to pass a line of brick dust that's laid across the house doorway, confirming her suspicions that Violet is evil and caught and wants to cause harm so she incapacitates violet and attempts to escape the house with ben but the front gate is chained shut so caroline hides ben on the property and enters luke's office for help luke revealed to be violet's accomplice brings caroline back to the house um caroline escapes getting a fight with violet and she pushes her down the stairs breaking her legs in the process with a strategic use of the brick dust caroline flees to the attic she calls 911 and then she calls jill for help um, and casts what she believes is a protective spell. Violet, having caught up with her, reveals that she actually trapped herself inside the protective circle. And Violet pushes a full-length mirror at Caroline, which reflects the original owner's daughter. Then Violet, and lastly, Mama Cecile, a recording of the Conjuring of Sacrifice plays and the two switch bodies. I love that Caroline traps herself in the circle because white girl, you think you know what you're doing. You think you have the answers, but you locked yourself. You trapped your own damn self. <laughs> After 30 minutes at a shop. 30 minutes at the shop, she became a hoodoo expert. (laughs) She knew everything. Like, you think you're going to practice witchcraft that you've never practiced before? Like, I was. And it's going to work? Dying when Violet, she was like, I I use your own protective circle against you. And Violet goes, Is that the protective circle? Violet was so cruel. She's like, is that what that is? Wait, and she's dragging herself around with her broke legs. She said, I think you broke my legs. <laughs> like, Violet was <laughs> playing with this little girl. Like, I, I love really it so like much. But honestly, that's why I kind of wish it were a Black cast, because I can just, like, I, I'd seen a Black woman just be like, tell me more about this circle, baby. That circle I made just for you, and you locked yourself like a Della Reese or somebody playing like a Della Reese, exactly. I like that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like that energy would, oh my god, be everything to the movie. Yeah, because that moment, even uh, Loretta Devine, a Loretta Devine, exactly, a Loretta Devine. That moment should have been much bigger than what it was, because she was basically saying, "Bitch, you stupid," and thank you for being stupid, because. You did exactly what I needed. That to worked do. for me. Like it worked for me. Dumb dumb. Yeah, but <laughs> then I think I think then I think like the scene of them in like the twenties with the with the um hanging of mm-hmm. like when they hang the, the party. When hang the two people. I think it would be less effective because that's true. They that's would true. have been like just transferred to a black body. That's true. So that's you wouldn't true. have that like racial kind. Yeah, of thing. it wouldn't make as much sense. Yeah. I, I, I still think ha- but having Jill, having Joy Bryant as Caroline would have been really great for me because she, especially because that woman really wanted a black body. Like 
that's get out though right? i love how they ended it though when she was just like oh hey like i love when she gave her that look up and down like oh i want this body baby and jill was like look i gotta go but thanks for having me stop by yeah they <laughs> like, cast no, i already like, know what it is they should have cast like a holly berry or something like that would have been i like joy i think joy did a good job no 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 not for her for caroline Oh, for Caroline. Yeah, it definitely should have been well, like a black person. Yeah, I, I would have liked, I mean, because like there's certain scenes in this film, like it's very Norlin Southern, right? They go to a club, they go to the bayou, they go get beignets. So I'm just like, why is this white girl the center of this story? Like it's culturally rooted in this black mysticism. And then Joy brings up, like she plays the sock best friend in here, which I hate, but we've, we're evolving as a, a, a creative industry. So I'm hoping we're getting away from that. But she provides- 2005 2005 okay. it's not it's getting better but it's not great but she joy plays the sock best black best friend which is she gives insight and clues to the white girl she literally says my grandma does hoodoo how great would it have been to have the character already know what the practice is and go to her grandma and talk to about her ancestors and bring all that in you know to the story like i hate that we have to like have our hand held through this world by a white woman i really don't like it I'm sorry. Um, let's talk about the ending of this film since we're here. So it is revealed that Mama Cecile is now in Caroline's body and that the old lawyer is in Ben's body. Um, she force feeds the new Caroline, force feeds uh, the old Violet or new Violet, a potion that induces a stroke flight paralysis state, just like Ben's. So then Luke who is actually Papa Justify, arrives upstairs revealing that Mama Cecile and Papa Luke have been conducting the conjure of sacrifice on new people since their supposed deaths. And that every time they get older, they try, they just get new younger people and they swap places so they can, you know, stay young. Um, emergency services arrive the next morning and take Caroline and Luke away, trapped in a paralyzed dying body of Violet and Ben. When Jill arrives, uh, Luke tells her that the Delavos left the house to Caroline, ensuring that Cecile and Justify will continue to occupy the house. So it is like justice for the Black characters, but they're just not the Black bodies. But justice for the Black souls. They got the house. Deuces. I love that. It's, it's an interesting story, for real. Like, it's That's definitely an interesting story. We just don't have enough <laughs> visuals no. of people of color. <laughs> but the right. storyline, I thought, was so intriguing, being that they actually let the Black characters be the lone survivors in the tale. And that's very rare in any movie, let alone a horror movie. Well, the Black spirits. Right. The Black <laughs> spirits. Yeah. It, it has to be the white body, obviously. Yeah. But the con to that is that they are the villains. Or true. not like... True. They no, are the that's villains. true. That's right. They're yeah. considered the villains, yeah. They're the villains. No, I guess like a mass audience would consider them to be the villains, but I don't know. I wouldn't think that they're the villains because it's just like almost kind of like reparations. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. I was going. It all depends too. on the viewer. No, I the was going right there too. I'll take yours. <laughs> no, you, racism. Like, what's the debt that cannot be paid? Is what this country did to black people. So yeah, I'm going to take this house that I was the servant of, mopping after y'all asses for years. I'm going to take the bodies of all the white people that ever hurt my body. It is reparations. It's great, and I'm happy for them. I really am. Um, but it does come off, like you said, Trey, it comes off a little bit like they are the bad guys and that the bad guys won. Yeah. 
in the context of the story in the context of the they story. are yeah they're the bad guy well yeah they're the villains they're the I bad mean, guys yeah because quote-unquote caroline's innocent and but also how smart are they to make to like switch bodies with a lawyer and he signs over the house like yes come on smart people like that's what we're gonna do yes. I'm gonna be in a body. They had it planned out even before their time. <laughs> they were ready. Yeah, yes. but I mean, they've been here for like like a hundred years at this point. Yep. <laughs> so they've got they that know. knowledge. They know. They know what to do. It's smart. I like it. Except for like, I can just imagine um, since it is uh, Papa Loose, Papa Justify in the lawyer's body that he, again, like I said with Beyonce, he goes to court and he's like, so which one's the defendant? <laughs> Like I don't know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, graduate from law school. What's so. happening here? What are, what are we doing? <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Um. All right. So let me let me start with Cole and then uh, Trey. So Cole, what's your final thoughts on Skeleton Key, two thousand five? I think it is a dope story. I actually love the way it ended up being. I think at that time in two thousand five, we're talking like that's like nineteen sixty eight. But at that time, the storyline worked. And sadly, we're not all the way at a point where the mainstream is all the way ready for these big people of color being leads in horror films and genres like this just because they're not used to it. So it's like we almost have to hold people's hands into this situation and build it up. Like, it, it sucks, but... Sadly, the genre, I think that's also why it hasn't gone all the way to like award shows and it, just because it's not as open. It's not as open-minded as other genres are. But overall, I like the movie. I think it has a interesting storyline and plot. I would love to learn a little bit more about uh, Papa Justify and Mama, Mama Yes, Justify. where's our prequel? <laughs> Like, uh, I would love to learn more backstory. Like, I think it would be dope if they did another sequel or more so a prequel. Just so we can learn a little bit more. Right. Because I think sure. it's so interesting. I, I think it's it has a lot we can play off of. So I hope that we hear a little bit more about it. But I hope that if we do, maybe we have a few more people of color in that thing, being that it is New Orleans and hoodoo, voodoo you know, our religious culture. So I hope that we can see more people of color reflecting that storyline if we do do it again. You know, as you were talking, I was like, I I wish Ma was the black version of this. Like, I feel like Ma missed the mark and it could have been this. Like this- It could have been- woman presenting like that. Right, who get to go back All to the teenagers. Right. She got to go back to her teenage years to because she was a nerd. So if she got to go back and switch bodies with this white skinny teenager, you know, I wish Ma would have done that. Um, Trey, what's yeah. your final words for Skeleton Key? I okay, I like Skeleton Key. I don't love it, but I, I do like it. Um, I like the story. I like the twist, but I'm kind of more interested in the Mama Cecile and the Papa uh justify characters and i really i wish it would have been more like creole people like in the movie giving us that like creole history and that creole backstory and talking about um i don't know why they call it hoodoo and not voodoo but talking about hoodoo um 
Yeah, but it's one of those okay films. I like what they did though. It just should have been more like it's a black story. So I just feel like it should have been a few more black characters in there. I agree. I also, cause like you said, if we had um, more Creole people, we could have really, like there is a scene where Carrie walks up to this dark, beautiful dark skinned black man. He's speaking French to her cause he's their French Creole. And he's like, you don't speak French. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, he like gives her this yeah. look like you're in the wrong area, Why sweetheart. Why did you come here? Why did you even come here? And there's also like a scene where she's having dinner with Carol or Violet, you know, before she figures out that they've switched. And Violet's like, you don't like your gumbo? And I was like, ooh, look at all these good little like pieces of nuggets. We could have had a gumbo scene. We could have had like a culture about beignet. Like we could have talked about the food, but then the culture and the history and the richness and the textures, if we had done it from joy bryant's character because her family would have been rooted in all of that so they would have been our lead way into this in this this world like you said it was like it was like hoodoo history for white people or like new orleans culture for white people you know like yeah. if there was a book called um new orleans for dummies it would be this movie <laughs> yeah and i, yeah, I, I tried to look up the difference between hoodoo and voodoo real quick but their descriptions are so much more in depth than we think so everybody listening, go look up hoodoo and voodoo and you'll understand the difference. I don't yeah, have a the, quick synopsis. And the movie kind of makes it seem like voodoo is all kind of like dark magic, but there's like light magic and dark, like in voodoo, in Wicca, and any kind of like magic that you Even in our religions, like there yeah. are definitely darker creepy people doing things they shouldn't be doing I think it's just a matter of your energy and your spirit so I think within any religion there's going to be a dark side and a light side that's yeah. why I'm firmly agnostic I sit nowhere <laughs> just like I cut myself out <laughs> equal opportunity hater on all <laughs> but you know what I um, do like these kinds of stories and talking about this is remind reminding me of like American Horror Story Coven which is like my favorite season ever like hands down probably one of the best series one one of the best seasons of any series i don't know it i just was, love yeah. coven. oh this is a side note because i as you mentioned coven i was thinking of true blood because they do it they do this beautifully through true blood yeah. also in this film as i'm re-watching the sounds like the sounds of the mosquitoes and the grasshoppers like it was so clear and it made me it gave me chills it, yeah the bayou sounds I was like oh yeah I actually feel like I'm so the sound effects are brilliant the sound design is brilliant on this film I will say that my final thoughts on this film yeah and True Blood does it oh god because it's all just it feels very like oh it's bugs on me like it feels very like you feel like you're there so I love that you brought I couldn't survive it I'm 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 a city girl now I I I couldn't survive it honestly I I don't do bugs I don't do crawly I don't do creatures I don't do outside I don't do grass I don't do any of that shit so god bless the people in the south you Trey I I can't do it I'm just I'm not made for it I'm not built I'm not built for it (laughs) Louisiana is very Louisiana is very different from Texas so like okay. we get mosquitoes but i feel like you have to live in like an area that has like a body of oh, like water, a lake water or, okay. yeah like water near it yeah i live in the valley which is the desert of of la mm-hmm. and i like it that way because yeah I, I don't do bugs um my final thoughts for this film is i really enjoy re-watching it um like it's a fun rewatch. just go back if you haven't seen it in a while it's a good background noise 
there are some things I, I have hoped or wish they had, would have done, but I wouldn't mind a remake of this. I wouldn't mind a reboot or like you said, we said a prequel. I wouldn't mind us diving deeper or even like a TV show that gave us the opportunity to dive deeper of what like hoodoo is. Yeah, that'd be um, interesting. Even yeah. if they did like a limited series. Something. I really love this Southern Bayou Gothic culture. I love it because I'm a huge fan of like Eve's Bayou. I, I just, it's such a perfect setting for like weird shit, right? Eve's Bayou. Yes. That touches me. Um, so we're, we're wrapping up. I want to start with, I'll start with Trey this time and then Cole. Tell the people, first of all, tell them about your makeup, where they can find you, how they can book a session, and then where else they can find you online and all that. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram. If you live in Dallas, of course, it's Trey Bernard Beauty. Okay, it's at Trey Bernard, T-R-E-B-E-R-N-A-R-D underscore beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y. Um, and you can just DM me there. I've been doing a lot of like big photo shoots and kind of like editorial stuff now, but I'm so open to getting back into like one-on-one clients. So yeah, just find me on Instagram and shoot me a message there. And Cole, uh, where can the people find you? You can find me getting my makeup done by Trey. Um, if anyone's looking for that. <laughs> I'm trying to get Trey to start doing some creepy makeup soon. That's my next mission. I do it on Halloween, but I need to- No, we're going to make this a year-round thing. Yes. We're trying to make horror movies now. We got to make this prequel to the skeleton key. <laughs> uh, but you can find me at- 716.media on Instagram. That's my company. Um, my personal Instagram is at IB, letter I, then B, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I-T. IB Nikki T. Because my name is Nicole, Nikki. Okay, whatever. But yeah, stay tuned for my horror series that's coming out called Delusions. You can catch that on 716media.com. Um, and also a couple shorts coming up very soon. They're all creepy. But other stuff that's up on my site now, it's not creepy. So if you like docu-series, I got a dating series, all kind of stuff going on. But the most important thing is I have horror stuff coming up. So stay tuned for that. Nickname is Nikki, but my name is Nicole. Yes, but your name is Nicole. So it didn't work out. Um, you guys can find me obviously at I am Charday Sellers on Twitter and Charday Sellers on Instagram. You can follow the Afro Horror Podcast at Afro Horror Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and as always, um, we have our website, which all of the episodes are on, but we're streaming everywhere. And we also have a new shop that's open if you want some t-shirts and goodies and stuff like that. That will end our May episode of Skeleton Key. I want to thank my guests, Cole and Trey, for being here. Um, you guys are coming thank back for next. Having it. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think it's happening. I'm going to say it now because we're pre-recording this. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. You guys will be back for our June episode of Nightmare on Elm Street, Yay. The Dream Warriors yes okay and i do want to say one thing before we leave oh um, god here we go i know this is so is. important to me mm -mm. because there's this <laughs> i'm so sorry i just need to get this out you know to the people so that they can hear and, and listen to the injustices that are happening within the horror community there's an ongoing debate and the afro horror club about who's the screen queen and i know when we think of screen queens we think of the actresses but we're speaking in context of characters um there's this like delusion, like mass delusion going around that Sydney Prescott is like the best screen queen. That um, delusion. I would like for you all, I like for all the listeners to go to the Afro Horror Instagram and just under all of the, any, any posts that they have, I just want you to go under any post and hashtag Team Lori and tell them. 
Who's Lori? You can tell them who's Lori. The better, the better heroine of a horror franchise. Um, what about Nancy? Y'all keep canceling Nancy no, out. No, we're not canceling Nancy. This Bye is Cole. This is what's Bye happening. Cole. So we are. Bye Cole. <laughs> no, Bye. you're not gonna kick me out. This Lori conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaren Hemphill for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaren. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at Afro Horror or on our website, www.afrohorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.